just being aware of like what parts of myself do I like, do I not like, or what can I work on and being honest about it. It was jumping off a cliff from Interscope and like being fucking, okay, fuck. I, here I am, me and my wife, what are we gonna do, right? Because I'd blown all my money on fucking sneakers, right, <laughs> or whatever. And, you know, having to navigate and the challenge of like, okay, fuck it. I just believe this is going to work with everything I got and trusting in that belief and just trying to move intuitively as opposed to moving out of fear. Like, don't do it because, you know, if fear is driving, you're typically not going to end well. Hey guys, welcome back to a very special episode, number 62 of Connection is Magic. This week we have a living legend in the building, Christian Clancy, co-founder of Four Strikes Management. Such artists as Tyler the Creator, Brock Hampton, Solange, Ravina, Mac Miller, formerly Frank Ocean. He also was former head of hip-hop marketing at Interscope Records back in the gangster rap heyday, marketing 50 Cent Records, The Game, Eminem, all that stuff. Such an inspired conversation we had Let me first preface by saying this. This guy is an absolute breath of fresh air in an industry that can get pretty dark at times. I feel like he's motivated by all of the right reasons working in music, which I feel like is inspiring personally and very rare to find. I wanted to get this guy on the podcast since I basically created the podcast. This happened about three years into me doing this. So very big moment. And I know you guys are going to get a lot out of this. We get into the evolution of his career, growing up in Philly and Arizona with no money from very humble beginnings, attending six community colleges colleges to thriving in his life today. He's worked out really deep anger issues. He goes into how he did that. Super crushing breakup that helped prepare him to meet his wife and business partner, Kelly, to some of the gems he has picked up working with Tyler for this many years, as well as the brilliance of Frank Ocean and his favorite Mac Miller memory. We get into that and so much more. I've listened back to this episode a few times already, getting high off my own supply. I hope you guys get as much from it as I did. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated, and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to Connection. Welcome everybody to episode 62 of Connection is Magic with my main man, Chris Clancy. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming, bro. Um, Of course. It means a lot. Um, I've been doing a little research on you. Just to prep oh, for the interview. Okay. And, um, you know, you don't do a ton of interviews. I don't. Um, yeah, I'm kind of awkward about that stuff. Once in a while, something feels, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm a, it's going to sound corny, but I, I'm an intuitive guy. Like if, if the things will arise whenever it might make sense and if it feels right, I just say yeah. And then that's dope. Usually, you don't think too much. Usually it doesn't. So, Plus, I don't really, I'm not really big on hearing me pontificate on whatever needs to be pontificated on. So, no, I've heard you talk a lot about gut versus intuition, right? That's that's a thing of yours. Big difference. Yeah. Can you can you dive into that just for a quick second? Um, 
Uh, I, the, the easiest explanation for me is gut is, is, is intuition mixed with like dad issues and fear and insecurity and all these other things that kind of get in the way. It's like he, gut is emotional. Hmm. Into intuition has no emotional pull one way or the other. Oh, it's a clear signal, basically, right? Yeah. So I also heard you talk about, you know, one of the things that you're most attracted to, and I think that's why this worked for us to do this, is mm -hmm. confident vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And literally, like, if you had to say, Samson, give me two words that describe your podcast, be confident right. vulnerability, right? Like, I, I'm sure you took a look, and like, yeah. most of the people I'm diving in with, it's like, yo, that's, yeah. that's the North Star, Clancy. If you can be yeah. okay in being uncomfortable, like being comfortable in your uncomfortableness, because otherwise you're creating some sort of version of yourself that isn't necessary. You know, just you just get stuck in some other reality. It, absolutely. You know? But let's dig like let's let's go another chapter into this. Because okay. I see the world very differently from I feel like the way a lot of people see the world, mm -hmm. and I think you might have that too. And it's like, why is something like as natural as sharing about your vulnerabilities or sharing about your challenges? Like, how the fuck did that become off limits when it's just like uh, talking about you're hungry or you're, you know what I'm saying? You're thirsty. Like, this is all part of the human function, you know? I think everyone's scared to death of being judged in whatever form that makes it. Even the people that appear the most confident, many a times, that's just the uh a way for them to deal with the fact that they're not right yeah. like so the you know i think it's just the fear of being judgment we live in a world where most people's identity is kind of broken up into different versions of themselves there's like the social media version of themselves there's like the one that's at a, that's home and like kind of depressed and anxious and kind of like you know and then you kind of put on your cape in the morning and you go about your business and then you go home and you're kind of out again so it's like i think everyone even everyone puts on a cape of some sort. It just depends on how much of your whole outfit that is or not. You mm. know, yeah, sometimes like that. that's even okay because you can also do the fake it till you make it route. It's like everything has all these different gray areas of it. I was actually having a conversation with someone yesterday about we and part. It's part of what you're talking about. We live. Everything is defined by a side nowadays. Black, white, good, bad. Vaccine, same you know, thing, right? Yeah, everything. And you only have these extreme things that are portrayed to us. Like it's liberal, conservative. It's like, it's, it, and it's the most extreme version of that on all sides. Yeah. And the truth is gray is kind of, gray is everything. Like think about it. Hot and cold. Well, you got to find the fucking place in the middle that's comfortable. Light and dark. Everything lives in the middle. Every difficult, easy. Like depending on what you're doing, you're finding this kind of thing. Yeah, you know, we have an aversion to the middle, right? And as the a, middle as is a where species. everything yeah. lives. And the only thing that we're not cool with, we're cool with the middle of hot and cold. We're cool with the middle of difficult and easy. We're cool with every ver short and tall. You got to find the medium of everything. But the only thing that we're not cool with is our opinion. Our opinions mm. must be extreme and we must die on our sword mm. regardless of new information. And it's like everyone's kind of caught up in the identity of themselves as opposed to moving, like get new information and change your fucking mind. Absolutely. You know I mean? like, but, you know? but it's a process to change one's mind, right? So for what sure. comes to mind for me is like 
change to get people off of those extremes it's not like you hit a switch and you're off of the extreme it's like it's more like planting seeds For sure. like you, you're, you're like you're a meat eater and now one of your homies becomes a vegan right yeah it's like oh you're just planting some seeds oh shit this burger can taste like this oh you know what i mean like yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent i mean i've been all <laughs> over the food scale so i i but yeah I, you know i the extreme versions of the two sides of the coin is where everyone's stuck. It's good. This person's good and they should be admired or this person's bad and yeah. they should be burned at the stake. And it's like, <laughs> that's fast. It's so that's crazy. really where we're at it's right like, now. And this person should be burned at the stake for something they did today. And maybe even something they did 15 years ago, like whatever yeah. it is, like there's no sense of like, like, you know, I mean, obviously there are certain things that are just off limits and people should be whatever. But like nowadays it's like making mistakes is I don't know how you really learn if you don't make mistakes. I've made Absolutely. a shit ton of mistakes. And yeah. it's like, that's actually part of the process. I think social you, media didn't exist when you were making your mistakes. 100%, I feel like. A hundred percent. But yeah. that's how you grow out of your bubble. Yeah. Like you're going to become your bubble until you realize that it's a bubble. Yeah. Right. You are the bubble until you go, okay, wait, I'm in a bubble. We are kind of in a fucked up place in the world right now. Cause we're really for sure not allowing people the grace of that growth of mistakes you know? yeah it's the grace like, of mistakes and the grace of being human it's, it, it's 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 kind of fucking insane yeah you know? and there's no middle we can't wait to judge we can't wait to judge because it momentarily takes away from your own insecurity to direct that at somebody else it's like cocaine it's like a quick like fuck i feel powerful and better for this flash the problem is you ultimately will sink down to where you were because you'll kind of feel bad about it, but you won't admit it because your identity is caught in this kind of, I'm um, crushing this human. And then you got to find another human to crush. Mm. And you just kind of keep going around life, like pointing and crushing humans. It's like, <laughs> that just sounds crazy to me. I don't, I don't get it. Pointing and crushing humans, man. That's <laughs> There's a lot of human crushing. <laughs> There's a lot of human crushing. And crush some people <laughs> deserve real shit. Like I'm no. not, I'm not, again, it, it's the, I'm just talking about the gray. It's like, it, they're, they're, I'm just a, I like the gray. That's yeah. where everything is. Like everything it, has a, has a place. It's like the way we, you can't define anything as black. You take killing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Bad, right? Bad. Okay. What if it's government sanctioned? Still bad? Depends on where you stand on mm-hmm. the thought of war. Mm-hmm. What if you're self-defense? Still bad? Nah. What if you're protecting a family? What if you're protecting someone else? What if you're preventing this person from killing more people? Like you could go so many directions with killing, which is the extreme. Imagine the levels of basic shit that we judge people about. Like everything is gray. Every single thing, even the most extreme thing. It's kind of a strange that's a beautiful point, man. I love the Conundrum. way you, I love the way you said that. You know, we're like what a, we're like seventy percent water, right? Mm-hmm. We're mostly water. So I just thought of it as you were speaking of like this image of water as like no water and like dry shit, not really great, mm-hmm. and like this rushing waterfall that can drown you, not really great. But yeah. then that middle of like a flowing stream. Yeah. Are you getting a visual? It's like yeah, oh 100%. shit, the flowing stream is like where 100%. you want to be, bro. One hundred percent. You know, I remember you from Scope. We had the Cadillac grill on our desk. We were was a, swapping out. We were swapping out like Air Force a, Ones every what two days. I was a different dude. You know, I don't think I would hang out. <laughs> I probably wouldn't hang out with myself. 
to be honest. That's a bar. Wow. To be honest. But again, allow yourself to change. At that moment in time, that worked. I created a caricature of myself within a business that rewards caricatures. Yes. And I got to put that on every day. It really, it almost like I was putting, I was, I was almost acting at some point because you kind of become this caricature. So it's like, and caricatures work in the music business, especially back then. You think that's phasing out a bit now, honestly? Uh, I don't. I'm I'm so far removed from the actual record business that I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I am. I feel like you are like so much lighter now. You know what I mean, like you must have been I, I, heavy I, as fuck. To, yeah, because a facade yeah. is heavy, bro. By definition, isn't it? First, without question, <laughs> yeah. I, I I actually remember. Um, I either I remember this or it's a cool story I made up and convinced myself it happened. But I, I, I have this memory of, I used to go by, like, I was just caught in the white t-shirt, white on white Air Force Ones. I'd buy every pair in the city when they came out. I wasted all my money. I spent all my money on dumb shit to maintain this imagery of myself. And I remember walking by the mirror one day and looking at myself and I, I, I actually caught you know, it's hard to look yourself in the eye in the mirror. Really look yourself in the mm. eye. Don't check your hair. Look yourself deep in your fucking eyes mm. and see what that feels like. Because you'll know where you're at. Because that shit gets real, real, right? Because you're looking right at it. And most of us avoid that at all costs. It's like you think you look in the mirror all the time. You brush your teeth, whatever. I mean, look in the fucking mirror. Right into the fucking eye. Fucking iris. beautiful, bro. That's the litmus test. Yeah, and you'll know <laughs> yeah. where you're at. You will know where you're at. Some French author said uh, most of man's troubles stem from not being able to sit alone in a room with their own thoughts. Have you heard that one? Sure. That's what you're speaking to. Of course. It's where you're at in your quiet moments when the cape is off. You're not performing. Every I'm performing now to some extent. The trick is just being aware of that and playing in that as opposed to being bound to that. Right? Be vulnerable. Fuck up. If I say something stupid, who gives a fuck? I love that. I love that, man. Yeah, one of the things I love about music so much, it gives you the, the validation and the passport to step out of the fucking matrix and be who you're here to be. A hundred percent. It taps into many a times the versions of yourself that you haven't fully been capable of expressing, whether it's confidence and ego like rap's great for confidence right yeah. like it's oh, like you can totally, put on something man. and i just feel fucking confident and it's not that that's not me it kind of like just drives you to that or if you're emotional or whatever it may be there are songs i could turn on certain songs it's like oh fuck yeah doesn't even matter what they're saying some of the times it's the tone and frequency of their voice that touches something inside of myself that i don't know how to deal with thousand percent and it's like fuck there it is and the eyes well up and you're like fuck how'd that happen like it's just whatever that is that's perfect, man. No, that's perfect. And um, I, I was thinking about that uh, Rage Against the Machine, too, because I know you said that was... Is that your favorite band of all time? Without question. Bro, I remember, like, literally the colors in my middle school hallway first listening to Bomb Track. Isn't that mm -hmm. the one that, like, opens yeah. up that album, the yeah. debut, right? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, God damn, it just etched in my mind of, like, yo, this is so different. A hundred percent. Rage was, okay, at that point in my life... I had a phenomenal amount of anger inside of me, phenomenal, that was unresolved. It was trapped. It was caught. It was cooking. But I had to go about my normal life. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not 
I'm not the best at quick. I'm getting better. I've gotten a shit ton better, like outwardly expressing, letting emotions flow through me. Mm. So when anger used to hit me, it would just it would just trap, and then it would stack, and then it would whatever. So rage was like like outside of they were saying a bunch of really smart shit. Like they're the fucking most Absolutely. educated fucking. Tom Morello went to Harvard, of, I yes, think. Even there you go. Yeah. yeah, a lot of my even political things have been definitely shaped by rage, without question. Because I would go down a wormhole and study the lyrics, and mm-hmm. like they fully changed my viewpoint on a lot of things. However, the rage of it was a release for me because it, by hearing it, it kind of released some of it in a weird way. It found its match. Like it was, I feel it that. was a catharsis. Yeah. Like, yo, I got that too. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. And I simultaneously love Fiona Apple, which is like the exact opposite of Rage Against the Machine, but it's like in a whole different way. And that's another side of me. It's like this weird yin bro, and Bro, we're dynamic. We got yeah. like, what, 20 sides? Every human 100%. should have 20 sides to them, bro. percent. But we're constantly trying to shape this identity that, that you get stuck into. That's my point now more than ever. I'm this. I'm a Republican. Yep. I drive a truck. I yep. love trucks, by the way, but I'm, you know, I'm not Republican. I don't know what the fuck. I don't understand why everyone isn't independent. That don't make no sense to me. Yeah. Like, unless you like being told what you believe, like, that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> I got it makes no sense to me. But you get stuck in this identity of here. I, here's how I have to present myself to the world. And I can't get off that track or also that means I'm vulnerable and I'll look weird. And all of a sudden people are talking about me and. No one's really fucking talking about you. You just think they are. And it's like <laughs> so true. a big mind fuck. People look at the middle as a weakness. Do they really? Of course. Because, because no, you got to believe this. You, like, the middle makes it, again, I don't believe that. But, yeah. but the people who are so engulfed in a side yeah. think the middle is like, well, you, don't, you can't make up your mind. I think those people are distancing themselves from their humanity. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. A nice pivot here will be um, rock was kind of fading out. You know, I feel like, you know, as you got older, rock certainly seems phased sure. the fuck out now. Right. And yeah. and Tyler mm-hmm. was like, he's like the closest you can get to rage kind of yeah, when you found him. Right. Rock star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And so that's definitely what drew you. Uh, There's no yeah. question whatsoever yeah. that he was a. Man, almost like a manifestation of everything I've ever been into personally or have any sort of experience with in one human who's mm. like you know taken all this stuff and then reworked it to be his own expression and it's it yeah he, m and rage and all that stuff he's all of it for tyler like this was a r- ridiculously creative kid who was constantly told he didn't fit in he, he was he was the weirdo kid or whatever the fuck or yeah. like and he didn't relate. He liked the music that he was watching on TV, but he didn't relate to the music. Everyone, when I was at Interscope, everyone had the same cars in the video. Everyone had the same Air Force One connected Nike. Everyone had the same Scarface poster in their in their cribs, fuck MTV cribs thing. It was it's all so the true. same. It was yeah. the same shit. And you know, it's like fucking hair metal, right? Yeah. Like like it's like Nirvana had to come along. Mm, right like and just hair, explode and that, like, that no, thing yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. like feel again or yeah. whatever it goes through phases he was right in that thing where it's like rap needed something else that like was a different a, a bit of fuck you but it was mm-hmm. wasn't fuck you for fuck you's sake because mm-hmm. he was really smart about his fuck you's he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing 100%. it wasn't just fuck you it yeah. was like oh, i got you 
You know what I mean? Like, so, and I love that. And he didn't, you know, all those guys, they didn't give a fuck. And for me, I knew the business. I knew where the bodies were buried. I knew the people. I knew the deals. I knew the, like, the stuff. And it's like, it was just a good marriage of like, okay, let's play the system. Like, we, we don't give a fuck. Cause you actually don't give a fuck. It's genuine. Yeah. yeah. So, and, Usually when people say they don't give a fuck, they actually give a fuck because why do you got to tell me you don't give a fuck? But uh, <laughs> they actually, Tyler really didn't give a fuck because he knew he was going to be re- successful regardless. Mm. I feel like he has this weird thing where it's like, I know the only thing that's in the way is time. It's like, oh, I'm going to make the decisions I want to make and time's in the way. I don't have to get caught up in right and wrong and this and that. If I make mistakes sick, I'm still going to get there. You know, that's a rare thing artists brush up it's a weird juxtaposition when they brush up against ego and insecurity a lot of big star artists like still have that kind of uh, dance with you know ego and insecurity am i right 100 percent. i think that applies to humans in general however artists it's more pronounced because it's in the public space as opposed to it just being with you and your friends it's the world right so your presentation to the world and now you're kind of stuck in fucking comments and fucking online shit and judgment. And and then you get caught up in success. Well, what is success? Is success, is success a hit single? Hmm. Is it? Hmm. I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. Depends because, on who you ask. <laughs> because, because, okay, I have a yeah. hit single. Now I got to make another one. If I don't make another one that is the same cat or doesn't, reg, doesn't get the same spins as the single before then i may have fallen off yeah so now that hit single becomes the worst thing that ever happened because now i'm on a cycle i can't get off trying to recreate something so now i'm trying to recreate something which means i'm not which means i'm giving the fans and the radio stations or the streaming services the paintbrush Mm. because now they're painting the next shit i write because i'm writing it to fit into their thing so the artist becomes less of their own artist and they become more of a machine which by the way is beautiful and fine a lot of people have great machines and they do incredible jobs and they make a shit ton of money and they love it i'm not great at that yeah i'm not that's not my thing i'm not a scientist there are people that are fucking amazing at that but if you once hit single is a great example because once you have a hit single it may in the short term be the greatest thing ever and the fucking radio record labels high five and oh, you got a hit single. How many dudes had a hit single that you ain't heard of a year later or can't sell 12 tickets? Too many. It's like <laughs> yeah, a gazillion, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And there are exceptions that yeah. keep doing it, but like it's uh, it can turn out to be the worst thing that happened. I 100% agree. Yeah. Because you, know? you can't go back, right? I much prefer yeah. a slow ass build. A yeah. slow, steady trajectory because you wind up keeping the fans. You're less of a passive thought. You're less cocaine. I, I use cocaine more of a <laughs> I love the coke references. Well, it's, it's like a 15-minute high or whatever yeah. it may be. Like, I don't get anywhere near the stuff. Not but a I just genius, mean, like, the re- That's a reference point. But, like, that's what it is. It's coke. It's fucking sick. And then it's gone. And you then want- you're the dude later who's like, oh, you had that song. And you're like, I don't want to be that dude. The authenticity part you, you lose in that equation as well right like you said you're playing it for radio and yeah you're giving like, you someone know. else the paintbrush and again that might be okay but if you're an artist you always want to keep the fucking paintbrush that's why an artist get caught up in comments and like 
there'll be 8,000 comments of, you're fucking genius, God, greatest song ever written. There'll be one dude in fucking Kansas is like, you suck. And then their, their fucking whole shit's fucked up. And now they write different yes. for this fucking dude in Kansas. Because that's insecurity. Insecurity is going to make you focus on the one negative comment and not the 5,000 good ones. It's just a weird juxtaposition to me, Clancy, because it's like, you dude, you're playing to like 10,000 people a night or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. adoring fans to think that you know, you're susceptible to like, you know what I mean? I hate yeah. commenters. So it's wild to me, bro. Most artists that say they don't read them, yeah. they're, they, they, it's, like, they it's just like an addiction. It's a fucking addiction. It's fun. I feel like, like you have to let your love of whatever art you're doing or whatever you're doing kind of lead you, in my opinion. Because yeah. like, even starting this, like one of my 61 episodes in or 62, mm-hmm. it's funny, bro. You know, there's growth to me too. My first sure. eight interviews, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't as good as I am now, I'd like to think. For, and for sure and I get, I get some comments bro they're like where'd you learn how to interview i was like bro like this was like my my eighth interview ever like yo what's funny clancy is when i said that i actually replied it disarmed the dude the dude's like oh like i've been new at shit before too like keep doing your thing i was like sometimes you could disarm them i don't recommend no, always I, I engaging I with hate comments i feel like the more intense someone's reaction to in, in those type of scenarios the more the arrow goes the other way. The more you project anger or judgment, the less you are okay with yourself. It's like it it goes both ways. So it's like when I read something that's like intense, not about me, just about someone I'm working with, whatever. It's like for me, I don't see the anger of what they're angered at. I see someone who seems hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't see the like, okay, you just, you're like a, you're hurting, dude. Mm. You know? So. You know, that's great, man. Oprah had this thing she said recently, like, instead of saying what's wrong with that guy, what happened to that guy? Yeah. And that's really where you're going with that, isn't for it? Sure. Like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was thinking, yesterday, I always think of this analogy, like, the, I was I was driving somewhere and some dude fucking got real close to my car and I honked because he got really close, you know, veering lanes. Yeah. And he got fucking pissed that I honked at him. And I was watching this process unfold. And then he got in front of me. When I tried to switch lanes, he got in front. He was he was going to show me, bro. you don't fucking honk at me, bro. Right? Like, And the old fucking pent-up anger dude in me would, like, take that really far and just be an idiot and fuck you and all this other stuff. So when I drove up next to him and he put his window down, I had this weird moment of, like, oh, fuck, is this going to get weird? He looked at me like, what the fuck, motherfucker? And I'm like, bro, I don't know if you were, what am I supposed to do? You were about to hit my car. I honked. And because I didn't read, he wanted me to be like, fuck you. So we'll pull over and we'll fight and we'll fucking somehow whatever. But then as I was driving away, I'm like, I don't know what this dude's life's like. His, his mom might be sick. He may have just got fired. He may, you know, be going through it, whatever it may be. I've definitely been an asshole in, mm. like, or had issues in my life. And instead of dealing with the issues, been an a- asshole outwardly to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. So it's like if you can somehow be empathetic and not all. I mean, it's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes you're just fucking pissed off. But like I looked at the dude when he put his window down. And all I saw was this hurt ass dude. And he was fucking war- flexing, ready to fucking go. And I just saw this like, like, damn, dude, it's cool. Bro. Go, like, go. Can go we get to- can we get a round of applause no, for Clancy, like, right? The, what am I going to do? Fight the dude? Like, I'm 50, dude. <laughs> like, what the, 
Like, I'm not getting my ass beat by some dude who's got dad issues. Like, it's like, come on, dude. Like, go talk to your dad. No, that's amazing. I mean, I was just, you know, trying to clap for you there because that really speaks to how far you've come. You know what I mean? To be able to recognize that. Put that shit I try to be in aware of my own immediate reaction. Yeah. Because there's like the emo- – that's why I hate Twitter. I hate it because it's an immediate emotional – it's all emotional. It's like fucking crush it, kill it's it now, gut, fuck as you. you say, right? Yeah, it's all yeah, immediate yeah, gut. Yeah. And most of the time, you'll if you tweet something, I don't know because I don't, but like you may look back two days later and go, damn, I don't even feel that way anymore. But now that's like on your record. It's like this this thing of like, damn, the only reflection of me to the public is my re- emotional reactions, which are typically not attached to who I am as a mm. human. So here's this whole diary of my life that's kind of the worst version of myself. For sure. For and sure. I got to fucking own it. It's that. And also mixed with the highlight reel, which ain't even real, right? For it's like, sure. <laughs> so it's like, what, what, look at yeah. look how great my life is. Look how you know. Yeah, like, which only increases people who are going through it, makes them feel worse. You know, what I mean, that's really what I want to set this podcast up for. Is like, nah, bro, yeah. like we all go through it, and when you when you're going through it, it's a hell of an opportunity to look at life, you know, in a different way and become healthier. I think a hundred percent. You have to be able to take in new information, apply it, admit you're fucking wrong or you you change your perspective yeah. and own that as much as you owned your previous opinion. I mean, I've I've definitely had, you know, so many different phases of my own life. I've dealt with depression and anxiety for most of my adult life since I was 15. Mm. Um, I've been on every antidepressant known to man until I was probably 30. Um and all of these are phases of my life that I needed to, to I needed to calm all the unresolved shit in my chest. Yeah. And because I wasn't doing that, I had to, you know, I just, I, so I, I, ha- I was so hungry for new information about how to live and perceive the world. And like, when I would get something that sticks, I'm like, even if I, you know, you meet people that nowadays like they'll say one dub thing so you disregard everything they said but they might have said fucking five good things that i can apply to my life we're so fucking caught up in judging people as good and bad that we're missing so much good within the one bad thing they did or said it's like fuck back to the extremes point you made right it's crazy yeah Yeah. for sure are crazy Uh, absolutely but i I gotta know man let's let's take this to this next place so you got the ability to pull back, you have a lot of empathy, a lot of awareness. And I think, no, I'm still, it's, it's a constant work in fucking progress, dude. Constant. But let's just say you've come a long way, bro. I've definitely okay. have come yeah. a decent amount. Talking to Russell Brand, you know, he mm-hmm. feels like challenge and all that is like, you know, could be like jet fuel for like our personal growth and development for sure. For sure. So like he's what, brilliant. He is. He's incredible, man. Um, but I want to know if you don't mind opening up a little bit more, like what's something, what's a chapter that that got you to this version of yourself from like the Cadillac grills and the Air Force ones every day to this version? What was a chapter? Um... I mean, it's funny, like, I, I think of poignant moments in my life that either caused me to feel extensively, anytime where I released a lot of feelings, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, because it winds up waterfalling a bunch of unresolved stuff, whether, you know, my dad and I, I, I used to have a phenomenal amount of issues with my dad. 
And my dad did the best he can, right? right. But like, it was just this kind of weird love hate thing. And, you know, I, I had the opportunity um, to yell, scream, cry, you know, at him. And, you know, again, those type of things, those moments where it's like there's a release, there's mm -hmm. like fucking just pure honesty. Like, Duke gives a fuck the way it sounds. It's free. I don't fuck whatever. And Man. then, like, the other side of that is, like, becoming so close. You know what I mean? And um, it's like I have a I have a really good relationship with, you know, my dad and my mom. And, like, you know, even my mom, it's like we have different perspectives of life. And it, I guess it's a long-winded way of saying learning to listen to other people's perspective and like trying to, especially those who are closest to you, um, having a daughter, you know, mm. huge, right? Mm. Like, fuck, who am I? Like, yeah. just being aware of like, what parts of myself do I like? Do I not like? Or what can I work on and being honest about it? Yeah. It was jumping off a cliff from Interscope and like being yeah. fucking, okay, fuck. I, here I am, me and my wife. What are we going to do, right? Because I'd blown all my money on fucking sneakers, right? <laughs> or whatever. And, you know, having to navigate and the challenge of like, okay, fuck it. I just believe this is going to work with everything I got and trusting in that belief and just trying to move intuitively as opposed to moving out of fear. Like, don't do it because, you know, if fear is driving, you're typically not going to end well. I feel like you kind of unlocked a lot of the things that were driving your misery. Yeah. You unlocked it. You know, you had a kid, yeah. you left Interscope, like the relationship yeah. with your father transformed, right? I mean, yeah. it's like... And I got rid... Yeah, I, I got rid of that trapped identity of myself. There's a lot of freedom and like, okay... Yeah, that's a part of me. Meaning, like the whole guy in the with the white tees and the fo fo folded the perfect creases. And this. <laughs> By the time that was done, yeah. I'm like, I'm not. I don't fuck it. This is exhausting. You know how yeah. exhausting it is to always maintain. Jim Carrey said something. I don't. I'll get it wrong. And it's so fucking good. Depression, or one version of depression. There's a lot of, is where, you're no longer where the identity you're presenting to the world. You're too, you're, you're exhausted in your identity presentation to the world. It's exhausting because it's not clicking with who you are. Yeah. So you have to put so much energy into this presentation to the world that you've either, you know, it's not who you are or you don't know who the fuck you are anymore mm. because you're only in this version of yourself. Back to that mirror and point you made, bro. It's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, how do I get out of bed? Because I got to go fucking have these same combos yeah. with the same shit I talk about all the time and be the same human. When I want to be some, I don't want, I'm not that. Mm. That's beautiful. I mean, but the nature sure. of the music business, Clancy, is, well, it's, uh, when, you know, when we were, and again, I was at Interscope, what, 2000, maybe, you know, eight, nine. Just certainly you're saying that that was the dominant thing, right? It's like that facade, that. That's alter all, ego oh, i mean yeah, it was everything i remember getting a bmw once and like it was a yeah. white bmw and i was like man i, I fucked up i should have got the black bmw yeah. and i took that shit to the dealership a week later and i just dropped like seven i lost my 7k deposit or what the fuck just being so frivolous 
bro. To, I bought an expedition. I bought an expedition because that was the car to get at some point. I had to have the car. And it looked blue when I bought it in the parking lot, but it looked purple at night. So I took that shit back the next day, and I'm like, bro, I can't have a purple car. Did you have to and eat? To you had to eat, eat the money, money right? 100. Wow. But I can't. Bro. I mean, I can't. That, that's, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. And you felt such relief when you did that. Probably like when I drove sure. up that lot in that black BMW, I was like, God, I feel better. You know what I mean? Like I just, it was crazy. 100. 100. This is so funny, bro. How do you stay grounded and sane in a 24 seven business? Um, for me personally, I'm a super routine guy yeah. and I have to follow a certain routine because again, because I have, I always use this analogy. I have a long life of paved roads in my brain that go to depression, anxiety, and like kind of neg not negative, you know, insecurity, fear, whatever it may be. And I have these dirt roads of like gratitude and like all these other things. So I have to spend time trying to turn those dirt roads into my new paper. So how do I do that? Well, okay. I got to fucking exercise, right? Because again, cliche thing to say, but it makes a dramatic difference in my mental state, period. End of discussion. Mm -hmm. You just ultimately feel better. Yeah. So I, in the morning, I have to do that. I do this hike thing where the second half of the hike is all gratitude. I got to, I have to think it and I have to feel it. The reason why I do that, this is just my own theory. Whatever. I think of all the people in my life, and I think about how grateful I am for them. And I f have to feel the gratitude because mm. I believe that I'm paving those fucking roads. So when I hit life's hard shit, as opposed to defaulting to these old, depressive, anxious, fearful, insecure roads, I'm creating new pathways in my brain. Like literally, I actually picture my brain creating new pathways. So when I hit a fucking rut, I can go to gratitude. I'm not trying to sound sappy or whatever, no, but it's, it's like, fucking awesome. I don't, I can't, yeah. I can't. There's a lot of people struggling out there, bro. They're probably taking this. Fucking it's probably helpful. Brutal. Yeah. So like, I know what depression feels like. And I'm not talking about being sad, listening to Coldplay, looking out your window on a rainy day. Mm -hmm. I mean, where apathy and lack of joy consume where, yeah. you, where you're a, where your body is just heavy and like, you don't, give a fuck you merge with it instead of observing I, it and yeah, i've heard I you guess, share that too yes, and i was like that's yes. brilliant you i know? don't yeah. give where where that scares the fuck out of me that feeling scares the fuck out of me i know it really well i've spent a lot of my life with it over my shoulder and trying to figure out ways part yeah. of that is this gratitude thing where it's like i want to constantly think of the things i'm great by the way not just the obvious shit I, I when I hike with my dog, me and my dog wakes up every morning and we hike, I look at him. I feel the wind on my face. I'm grateful for that. Wow. This I, I focus it on the warmth of the sun hitting my skin. I'm not trying to sound Fucking crazy. Awesome. But like that presence yeah. in that moment because my brain's so fucking and I, by the way I can't look at my phone until all this is done mm. can't, that's number one are you actually able to stick to that not look at the phone 94% of the time <laughs> don't look at your fucking phone until you have your shit done because it'll send you sideways that's a fucking PSA right there it's bro it's gonna send me to the I dirt do, roads yeah, yeah right? right like oh fuck and now all of a sudden I can't meditate or hike or be grateful because fuck i gotta deal with this dude or what this problem whatever it may be get your shit right and then look at your phone because then if something's fucked up you're like all right cool i got it yeah. so i have a routine of like 
like diet and fucking exercise and gratitude. I got to make sure I sleep enough. Like I'm super into all that shit. Yeah. And you've, you've chiseled it out where now it's probably, it's to use your analogy, it's less of a dirt road and more of a paved road to do these things it's regularly, right? Yes. You it's know? definitely without question has made a drastic difference in the paths I take mentally. And you're a man that's been to some dark ass places, you know? 100%. So like, it's like, if you could do it, then, you know, there's a chance that people listening could, could have a shot at it. You just have to, yeah. If And what you said earlier that I always learn the difference between being it and observing it and i used to hear that and be like shut the fuck up <laughs> but it but bro it's everything if yeah. you you know if you're either depressed or you're watching yourself be depressed if you watch if you feel what depression feels like mm -hmm. it's a feeling that shit is physical as fuck it's not like uh, some someday someone will understand it much better than we do now but like your cells in your body are acting differently and you feel it. So watch it. Look at it. There it is. The moment you do that, you change the frequency of it a little bit. It, it doesn't have the power it has. But if you're just in it, fuck it gets so much heavier. It's a fucking movie at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Most times. I mean, there are things For that sure. are... But yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck. And then and then I think medit I meditate twice a day personally. Right. And I feel like that gives me the space between the feeling. It's huge. Yeah. There's no better way to tap into that. You basically said what I would want to say better is just fucking meditate. Don't make it all, even if you're like meditation, new agey, what people, people judge meditation. Like it's this kind of. It's the extremes again, right? Take the spirituality yeah. out of it. Yeah. I love spirituality, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Meditation as an exercise for your brain. Okay. Break it down to just what it is and look at it that way. Mm. Well, you're separating yourself from the craziness in your brain and you're learning you're establishing a relationship with what's underneath those thoughts yeah so once you have a relationship with what's underneath those thoughts you know there's a separation between thought and what's underneath yeah now you have a choice when the thoughts arise if you're conscious and you'll go okay i can follow this anxious thought down a road which will create a movie in my head of something i'll be anxious about which isn't even real it's a fucking illusionary thing i have in my mind about a terrible outcome of whatever's happening it's true or i can go oh there's that anxious thought mm. right and yeah. like let it go absolutely you and know? so and and looking at it like like it's not new agey thank you for kind of putting that out there because people judge it they do but the, yeah. i think you gave a nice description of a way to view it where it doesn't feel new agey feels more yeah. practical you know what i mean but i'm i'm a spiritual i saw you with the anthony DeMello book bro like that's my vibe I love <laughs> so, I love, you know I shout love out eckhart tolle <laughs> that book changed but, my life a power now power now yeah. changed my life my dad yeah. gave it to me amazing and i read it and it meant nothing to me and i read it five years later and it changed everything bro that's i'm so happy man that you've had this transformation you know for me my transformation i feel like pain bro like i've been through a lot of pain bro lost my dad when i was eight chronic health problems like you know i switched schools constantly when i was a kid so you know that's like you're constantly going through bullying mm -hmm. i've just come through so much pain and it's like giving me this feeling of fucking empathy because mm -hmm. i know what it feels like if you just went and i guess some people do this like you go your entire life without struggle it's typically harder to tap into empathy. Would you agree with that statement? For sure. Because yeah. there's, there's a relation to it. Take yeah. the guy who cut you off, right? So yeah. the guy cut you off. Or you find out his mother is dying. 
if you have your own experience with someone dying that you're close to, you're immediately connected, right? It takes you to the similarity with another human as opposed to the difference you're focused on. 100%. 100%. So, I told you I just turned 41 actually a week ago. And bro, you're getting, you're getting old, dude. I know it's, it's coming, it's coming. But mm-hmm. I'm, not, you know, like you, man. I'm gonna be on my hike, just enjoying the moment, wind on my face. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, the gifts of getting older are phenomenal. Like the sure. right, and and we live in a culture that definitely doesn't, you know, really value a lot of the the sweetness that comes with aging, bro. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't have any like, oh fuck, I'm getting old. Like I, I feel you. I feel like part of it is like. I actually get to breathe out a little bit. I have a different perspective. I had a lot of information when I was younger. I have more wisdom when I'm older. Like, mm, and again, well said. it's wisdom for me. Well I don't said. mean it's wisdom for everyone. It's like my own wisdom. Yeah, I don't your claim experience. that my wisdom is somehow wisdom. It just means what works for me. And like, that's kind of the problem of the day. There's so much information and not enough wisdom. That's absolutely that true. Mean? That's absolutely true. But do you feel like you're kind of like going back to this whole like, you know, planting seeds and like, you know, becoming, you know, like we're, we're iterating, right? We're constantly iterating the version of ourself that exists today. Mm-hmm. And as you age, naturally, you're going to have more, more of a timeline to progress in that process of iterating. A hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. And you spent a lot of less time judging because you realized the gray. It's yes. like, you know, things play yes. out, you know, what hindsight does to a problem. Sometimes there's this fucking crazy problem. Oh my God. But that yep. problem yep. a year down the road is like, fuck, thank God that happened because that led to this. Yeah. You've gone through enough of that in your life or just judging people. It's like, why would I hold on to a judgment of someone? Like, it's like, it's like, cause I, I know now that I don't know their story. Mm, totally. I don't know what's underneath that. I think one of my weird things is like, everyone else is just me with a different story underneath this thing yeah which is just the fucking hard drive of everything we've seen and done (laughs) yeah it's the same base level consciousness right so it's like Uh you're just me in a different fucking outfit right like so i'm much more apt to like either why would i judge you again i'm not talking about hitler i'm talking about right obviously there are things that are extreme yeah, and not the whatever. extremes we're trying but, to stay away from the extremes in this conversation but the, <laughs> but the most yeah. 99.99 percent of people are just doing the best they fucking can i believe in people the good more than the bad we're so focused i people don't gain my trust they lose it right wow. like it's a, because why it's a bar because for the most part, the people I'm around are good ass people. So why yeah. am I going to fucking create this weird prove to me that you're a good human? Uh, thing, you know, yeah, now, if so. you prove to me that you're not sick, I'm out. But, you know, and I won't hold it against you. Go live your life. You know, mm. it's just not going to work for me. Yeah. And you've so. been better about that as you've gotten older. That's another thing Without I feel question. like, yo, I am constantly trimming to keep. Because, again, if we're about expanding, like you and I seem like we're on this path of wanting to become but just just. Better humans, better yeah, better sure. versions of ourselves. Is that fair sure. to say? You Great. know, well so said. yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. then, what's going to be necessary to just have our external evolve with us? You work with Mac Miller, mm-hmm. and who's like one of my absolute all time favorite artists. Mm-hmm. What was that first meeting like with Mac? Because I remember you sharing an interview like your opinion of Mac. You didn't know him well enough. You kind of mm-hmm. am I right? You made an opinion that wasn't judge, wasn't I judge, accurate. I judged them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would like Which to again. 
proof that the movie in my head wasn't fucking reality. Like I'm judging this person based on my limited fucking reality. Such a, all of our opinions are so. It's crazy how we hold on to strong opinions on such a thin surface. We don't know shit. We don't know nothing. Agreed. You and I are sitting in this room, which is ultimately on a speck of sand in a fucking universe. Like the reality is way too fucking crazy for us to even begin to comprehend. So everything, the fact that we think we know shit Mm. in and of itself Mm. is crazy. Mm. Again, this conversation. Okay. If you take every speck of sand, I say this all the time, every speck of sand on on earth, put it in one place. Okay. Now zoom in on one of those specks of sand, Mm -hmm. just one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. On that speck of sand, every war, tragedy, famine, this conversation, the dude at Starbucks ordering a chai latte is happening on that speck of sand right now. Boom, right? Like that's way too much for us to grasp. This whole concept of us thinking we know people and we know this and this, like, bro, we don't know a goddamn thing. Incredible. So Mac. First meeting, yeah. First meeting was um, he had a place in North Hollywood. Um, I feel like Thundercat was there. Again, I'm, one of the other parts of aging is that things get a little muggy. He was producing, he was working on a bunch of stuff. And again, here I was having come into this perception of him as, I don't even want to say it because I'm embarrassed, but like the frat rap fucking like back then, like he's making these, these, and I hadn't even spent the time to look under the hood. I'm just judging because I'm coming from 50 Cent, G-Unit, right? So I'm like, there's this rap, right? Yeah. So like as if I am any sort of, you know. And then I remember going, damn, this dude's wild musical. This dude's deep. This dude is actually nothing like the person I had made him out to be in my head, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Which again, side note, is typically the case. Anytime I judge somebody and I go out to eat with them, I'm like, wow, I was fucking off, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Does that still right? happen? Of course, of okay. course. Um, because you see that they're like you. The more you have an opinion of someone and you don't aren't around them, then you mm. look for things to strengthen that opinion yeah. to make you be right. And it can all be washed away over a coffee. 100%. Right? That's, that's a great way to say washed it. washed away. And like, wow, I'm an idiot. Yeah. So no, he was um, smart and articulate and musical and he had a fucking, there was a bass and a guitar and a piano and a, a, a moog and whatever the fuck, you know, he had every instrument in there and he was, I was just like, wow, fuck, this is crazy. And, um, you know, just a wonderful, you know, selfless uh, human being. What do you think made Max so unique compared to other artists? Um, the, his ability, it's kind of what we talked about. Confident vulnerability. And he, he had definitely had insecurities. We all do. But he took the steps necessary. He, he did it. Like he went from this style, he elevated to this style and the instrument instrumentation and like watching movies and how that was different from like, all the records were this change. And then he fucking started singing. You know how fucking scary singing has to, to me, if you're a rapper singing, like Tyler does it, like the, the confidence you Massive have balls. to have to put it out and sing is beyond my it's almost like trying to go do stand-up if you don't do stand-up like this is scary shit 
he had the ability to i always joked like he was as much neil young as he was mac like like he just was so musical so so what separated him was the fact that he was able to evolve and trust in his instinctual path of where he needed to go and and the, the the tragedy outside of the obvious is he was just getting going to being that like you know he the 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 music got like just so better is a weird word because it all is great in its own lane but like the depth of it the production the fucking instrumentation like it just got deeper and deeper so yeah thank you for that man that yeah. would be what would separate him because most because he wasn't stuck in making another hit single yeah he didn't think that way he no. was just about evolving as an no. artist correct in a weird universe twist you know benji grinberg was the mm-hmm. last guest on the show mm-hmm. and uh it'd be interesting to a b this moment with you mac had confident vulnerability right mm-hmm. and he really kind of let us behind the curtain mm-hmm. and i was like i never seen an outpouring like to the level when an artist passes, it was like crazy, mm-hmm. right? Th- that outpouring. It and was, you know, it was yeah, yeah. it crazy. was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, my theory on it, and tell me how this sits with you, is that it's because he let everybody in so much yeah. to his insecurities and his vulnerabilities that we were more connected to him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It was yeah. almost like losing a friend. A hundred percent. He was so honest in his pain you know all of us have pain at varying levels and we do our best to figure it out and there are certain artists that tap into it and there's a connective tissue because their pain becomes your pain because even if the story's not exactly the same it's like there's a relation and yeah i think you're 100 percent right you feel like you lost a friend yeah you know and you know people know the type of human being he was and so it's becomes it's just sad because Mm. that type of human who had that type of potential who was on that type of path who had that type of struggle and was coming out the other side like it's all the all the elements of the story that just crushes you yeah absolutely yeah the timing Mm -hmm. because he seemed like he was on a seemed like he'd gone through that darkness you know and start coming into the light again am i right like i heard he was working out and all this right Yeah. yeah he had a He was like an alchemist, right? So the pain into like pain is a artistry and pain is a tricky thing. It's like, and for some artists, it's everything. Mm -hmm. And for some artists, it's, it kind of flows through them and it's not like a driving force. He was an alchemist, you know, it's like you take pain, you turn it into beautiful music. So the pain becomes a necessary part, right? It's like, okay, well, got to work through the pain and then you get afraid if i lose the pain do i still have the art it's like or do i lose the you know and i think artists struggle with that because the sometimes pain is the actual gasoline doesn't mean it's the only gasoline but it might be the only gasoline you know it's a it's a great highway to that for sure yeah for sure and he was incredible at transforming that into beautiful music so do you remember where you were when you got the call and 100 percent. yeah can you tell us and kind of that? uh you know i don't no. I, 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 sure I, I, I i'm not i'm super the emotions private that, about that stuff but yeah. I, I was at the office 
and uh, I got a call, and I remember Kelly and Chloe were getting coffee, and um, I just remember I wanted to see Kelly. Like, I just, I needed Kelly. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a little choked yeah, up about yeah. it, but I needed Kelly. Because I didn't, that was too much. This yeah. this was, this is not, this is not, um, this is not registering. Because I just spoke to him, and things are going great. And, you know, it's like you have these talks, and... And um, I just, that's what I remember. Like, where's my family? Um, and I remember our assistant. Um, she's much more than an assistant, by the way. She's incredible. Um, let's call it like office manager, general manager. Sure. She went running down to get them. And um, yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of blacking out. Mm. Like I don't know, I don't, I don't have no fucking paved road for that shit. Where, what? Where do I? Where does this even? You know, and then you go through like so many different emotions of like everything. Like fuck, what could I have done? Like what, 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 what? what, Fuck, like um, anger. Fuck you, dude. Like, fuck. This is so boring, this story. The story's been told. Like, fuck, dude. Like, all of it. And then, like, the, the other side of, like, you know, the love of him as a human, the, the talks, his sense of humor. Like, he's the funniest dude, bro. People he seems hilarious. Yeah, funny yeah, he seems was. fucking hilarious. And witty and smart and just, like. Just, like, a good heart, right? Like, I just thought, man, this guy's really got good a heart. Fun. That was a brutal yeah it's still like fuck dude but yeah that that day was not tight thank you for sharing that, that. falls into the not tight not category. tight <laughs> no, no. um no thank you for opening up a bit and sharing about that what was your favorite mac memory let's bring it home with that on coachella because he got a band uh it was at i'll get this wrong i believe it was on the first night of friday night at sunset in a tent he was pacing, you know, he was all, you know, nervous, whatever. And he was with a band. It's like, you know, it's like you, 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 you have an image in your head of what it can look like, whatever. And he fucking crushed it. Mm. And the confidence and the, um, the, oh, just the whole presentation was like, wow, dude. And then just running up to him after him being like, bro. And like it, his face. Yeah. Him knowing I just murdered that. Fuck. I want to go to sleep. I want to fucking, you know, it's like I, I, everything is like rushing through. So that, that was um, watching the vulnerable kid crush it mm. and realized he crushed it. Amazing. And now you can, now you're here. Like every time you do that, I had this talk with Tyler where it's like, you keep moving your ceiling, mm. right? We go mm. through life moving, hopefully moving your ceilings and whatever it may be. So whenever you do that, right, now you have this perspective because now you're standing here. So, okay, so I'm either going to go back down here, which many people do because programming, 
mental, whatever it may be. I'm, uh, success scares me, whatever it may be. Right? Yeah. Sometimes people don't like success, right? Like it's, it's, which also is There's fine. a lot of sabotage, right, with success. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I'm going back down here. It was more comfortable. Yeah. Right? Like, fuck that. Or you're like, okay, fuck. Okay. Like Tyler's amazing at that. Yeah. Tyler, think about it. Tyler's first record was number five. His second record was number four. His third record was number three. His fourth record was number two. His fifth record was number one. And then and won a Grammy. And then this one surpassed everything. Number you can't go higher than one. So like, it's the the ultimate thing. And every time he did that, he stood on the ceiling becomes the floor. And then he stood on that floor as opposed to the ceiling and go, cool. I'm going to go to the next one. You know, it's like, okay, let me play within this one in a way that does that. And he's incredible with that. He's a Zen master and doesn't fucking know it. Oh my God. (laughs) People don't realize how I love my relationship with him because I feel like, and I don't, I hopefully I don't sound whatever. And he doesn't go bro. (laughs) But like we compliment, we compliment each other's perspectives. He says things that I apply I hope I've said things that he applies. And there's a cool, honest dialogue of like perspectives and not holding on to old thinking. There's like he's amazing at talk about what we talked about earlier, like taking in new information and going, oh, shit. Now I look at it this way. And then he's off whatever mm. he used to think. Mm. Boom. Mm. He's incredible at not holding on to shit like mm. this dude. Someone someone can fuck up. and He's like, fuck. Okay, what do we do? And he's off it. Hmm. It's gone. It doesn't exist. A lot of artists, all due respect to artists, by the way, people in general will spend the next six months angry. Fuck, fuck you, you're fired, whatever it may be. Meanwhile, the solution walks right by them because they're angry. They're right here, right? And there goes the solution, right? And turns out the solution might make the problem better than it would have been without the problem. Absolutely. But, now, but you're so mad that is the solution just flying by you. How many people do that? Like all the time, right? The worst thing that you think, Clancy, could be happening to you six months later could be the best fucking bro. thing that ever happened to you. Bro. And guess what happens, bro? When you stay fucking bitter, you block yourself from that gold. A hundred percent. When you know, I've had my heart broken, right? Crazy. Lost 17 pounds, crying in my mother's arms. Adult mm, ass man. Wow. Like, okay. Worst thing ever. I mean, depressed, fucking, I can't, whatever. This is the worst thing in the history of the world because it's tapping into my depression. Everything, I'm just like, what did I do? I cried for six fucking months, dude. You know how fucking great that was on the other side? You know how much shit I got out that was shit from my child? Whatever it may be, like, Mm -hmm. stuff just came out. If I saw, and I met Kelly, right? It, It turned into Kelly. And because of all that crying, because of all that vulnerability, I became the person that Kelly was attracted to, right? So wow. it's like the other side of that pain was what attracted Kelly. Incredible. So it's like if I saw like that. Like pre- a prerequisite, literally. She might have yeah, been necessary, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I would have, if I were to see her today, I would hug her and say, fucking thank you so much for fucking Absolutely. me up. 
bro, I love this. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm getting fucking really amped right now because when my music business career in quotes was like ending, right? Mm -hmm. I was managing artists and after Interscope and it was like, you know how it is like when you're trying to manage a developing artist, man, from like baby stage, bro, it's just like this, right? Constantly, bro. Like, you know, and it's just like killing me. There's a guy, um, shout out Isaac, who works with uh, Rick Rubin. I know who, Isaac. Yeah, I Isaac, Isaac. Good dude, man. He's a zen-ass dude. He's too. a zen-ass dude, right? Yeah. So he told me, he goes, the things that aren't right for you will give you up. It will give you up. You know what I mean? And when mm-hmm. you look at it like that, it's, it's like, like, oh, shit. So my music business career kind of gave me up. I went back to Detroit. I literally stayed at my uncle's uh, place who was like 80 years old and widowed. Mm-hmm. He had a big-ass house to himself, right? A retired attorney. And I'm like, bro, I literally, Clancy, I was in the abyss. And then out pops this shit that I'm doing now Mm -hmm. and out pops this, I'm on my path, you know, to get a master's in clinical psychology, Mm -hmm. open up this platform. And I'm like, bro, the gold came from this river of shit that I was swimming in, bro. Who the fuck would have thought that? You know, know it's crazy. You know what's crazy? We all should think that because uh, like to me, it's like, I'm a yin yang guy. And again, not in the fucking, (laughs) but like. Everything has its opposite. It's are you aware enough to see it and be ready for it when it appears? Hmm. Everything. The, so like the, the lower the, you, the go, lower you go, you can literally you can be go. Go. Yeah, for wow. sure. Wow. The the depths of which you go low. It's simult. I believe, in my humble fucking opinion for myself, the height is going the other direction. But mm. can you get there? The possibility exists. Are you aware enough to go? Okay. Again, but if I'm attached to the low and i am yes. the low i'm not aware yes. of it i just am it right i am like i am my brain and whatever like i'm i'm one of them guys i don't i'm not my brain my brain is an organ like my Absolutely. heart and my kidney whatever the fuck it's just it's good for problem solving it's shitty at a lot of stuff right it's 100%. Like, it terrible <laughs> advice it's it's a shit organ outside of problem solving it's a fucking shit show totally agree. right it gets in the way of intuition completely. Yes, it's, it does. it's an intuition killer and it hates intuition. It hates meditation because you're not using it. Mm-hmm. Fuck mm-hmm. meditation. Yeah. <laughs> half, the, half the people that fucking give up meditation, it's, it, it's really, they don't realize it's their brain going, yo, fuck this, dude. You're you right. need me. You're right, bro. You need me. Because it wants to keep the power. Yeah. You it reminds need me, me yeah. It's like the fucking, you know, they call them lizard people, like the of old, old Republicans or whatever. Like, no, we got this shit. Yeah. It's really the same shit. Of course. Uh, because because it, it's rooted in fear. 100%. You know? 100, most things are somewhere down the line. So you're a guy that grew up, you know, in um, Philly mm-hmm. and uh, Arizona, I think you mentioned, correct? Mm-hmm. I spent a time in Arizona. There you go. Shout out, AZ. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that, you know, you didn't grow up with money, but I could be wrong. Would I be right? No. I, I, I am correct. You did not correct. go. With, okay. All right. So, no. so now, you know, now that you've come into money, I want to know, is there an adjustment there? Like, because I feel like there's a lot of theories as far as kind of how money can change people or, you know, I'm sure you're familiar. Money is I would love to get into this with you, bro. For sure. So, yeah, I, I, I don't come from money. My family doesn't come from money. Um, uh, money. So, I I also was I was a fuck up for you know I went to six community colleges before I got one grade. 
Have so, you shared that before? Wow, that's wild, bro. True story. <laughs> wow. Because the, back then, I was fucking cokehead and fucking doing whatever and fucking... I would get I'd, I'd go through this like okay new semester I'm gonna get into school and then two days in it's like fuck it I'm gonna go party it's the like, only thing I can think of is that the metrics we use for school are totally entirely fucked because mm-hmm. obviously you're a genius guy and you know let's, let's be careful come, well no bro like I figured out my niche you figured out your niche. Yes, fair. But yeah. but I'm just trying. It's like the Einstein. Everyone's thing. got a niche. We're all geniuses somewhere. Like, I believe that without question. Is Can you get beyond your fear and insecurity to dive into and be confident and vulnerable? Because you got to be vulnerable to learn because to learn you fail. So it's like everyone has it. No one wants so to look stupid getting there, bro. No That's one wants the to truth. look stupid getting yeah. there. So money. So money. Um, Money, fuck, money's heavy. Money's like, fuck, do I deserve money? I don't deserve money. Like, what are you talking about? I went to six community colleges. I could be bagging groceries. Why the fuck do I have money? Why why am I getting money? What the fuck is money? $40,000 a year? Oh, shit, rich. Right? Like, I don't know money. So it's wow. like, okay, wow. Okay, wait a minute. Not rich. Okay. And then like, so you, 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 you go up this ladder, always uncomfortable with it, always feel like it's going to get taken away. I don't talk. I hate talking about money. Maybe it's out of like where I come from or insecurity or like whatever it may be, but money. And then, okay, money, you don't want money to change you as a human being. You don't want money. You don't want anything to be about money. Mm -hmm. So I made a conscious decision to just be intuitive and ride this thing. And when the money, because I can't fuck. I can't tell you how much money Tyler leaves on the table. All due respect, I don't. Yeah, but, but, no. Okay, but who cares? Because it's all the journey, and when you get to play in this world, when you do what you, it's like the cliche shit. When you do what you love, it kind of takes care oh, of itself. But if you're just focused on money, man, if you're focused on money, the goalposts will always change. Fuck, if I just get that much, bro, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then you get that much, and then mm-hmm. you're like. Nah, nah. If I get that much, I'm good. and it never stops. Yeah. And then you're making decisions based on money, not just what's good, right for you, your family, your the art, whatever it may be. Yeah. So find people who know who they are and are confident. Support the fuck out of that. Mm-hmm. Help them turn their dreams into reality as best you can facilitate. Whether it's introductions, connect. Sometimes it's being a telephone operator. Yeah. Sometimes whatever, surrounding them with people that that know how to follow it through. Mm-hmm. Know when you don't know shit. Like there's nothing worse than thinking you know everything. Like that's the worst thing in the world. Absolutely. Then you're fucked. Yeah. Because like, you yeah. don't. And you miss out on your growth. Period. You yeah. Know, if we're talking and about growing. Money's complicated. I'm cool with it now because I, I don't have such of. It, it really used to fuck with me, making money. Dude, yeah. we could argue that, you know, when you were, you know, you got paid well at Interscope, right? And, I got and, you know, wild so overpaid at Interscope. That's what I'm saying. Real talk. Like, based on where I come from, bro. Just stupid, right? Stupid. Money. Stupid, yeah. Yes. But you said you also blew it all. Like, I'm speaking very transparently. It. Blew yeah. all of it. All of it. Do you think that that came because you your relationship with money was kind of fucked and 100%. you had work to do, right? 100%. Yeah. Because I'm also knew that I can be cool without it. I can be cool without it. Yeah. I, now, now, it's easy for someone who has money to say that. Yeah. The, so let's, without let's, money revise. Goes, let's revise. Let's revise. Because I think people say like, oh, go fuck yourself, people dude. absolutely of say course. that. So let's of revise. Course. But I believe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, whatever. Yeah. That, that I, I'm not, I have a friend of mine who's super spiritual. 
and he's made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I play within the world. I don't be, I don't, I don't want money to be my identity. It's like, oh, I got to go get this new car. I just play within it. Mm-hmm. Don't put so much in it that you're attached to it and you are it. And, but also that you have that part of you where it's like, you know what, dude, I fucking work my ass off. Like, and I, I feel guilty saying that whenever I say it, because I still have that weird thing where it's like, like, fuck, do I deserve this? Right. Like it's still like, but I know that, you know, I fucking, when I first worked at Universal, I created a new department because I went into the head of the fucking company. I said, we need this department. I wrote, I'm going to go away for a week and write a manual and we're going to hire 40 street reps. And I, you know, I, I worked towards it happening i had confidence in that it was happening then i went to interscope the first record i got was fucking marshall mathers lp as a product manager product manager at the time was brand new to interscope and was the central point of all information right i don't fucking know how credits on fucking records and sample clearances and fucking manufacturing i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but fuck that. I'm going to figure it the fuck out. I ain't going to bitch. I'm going to stay till midnight. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to do whatever the fuck it takes to fucking crush this. And then I got to go stand in a room with Brenda Romano and, all, and Paul Rosenberg and all these intimidating fucking people and fucking confident vulnerability. Like kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but yeah. here goes it. Right. Yeah. Like, and then slowly build trust with people and like. I don't want to sound like the old dude that's like, now when I was a kid, I was fucking work. But I think what's missing somewhat is like we've grown up now with such expectation of success because you can get it off being a fucking the internet makes us think it's immediate. Yeah, yeah, I know it's kind of a bad effect of it, right? And what gets lost in that is that fucking fuck it. I'm gonna go get this. I don't give a fuck what it takes. I Mm. don't care. And then believe that it's actually going to fucking happen. Yeah. And stay out of the results. Don't focus on it happening. Just yeah. do do it. Absolutely. And then you wake up one day and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. That's real. You That's know, how you felt before? 100%. Right. Like you look around and go, whoa, <laughs> sick. So it's like your old ceiling became your new 100%. floor. 100%. Multiple times, 100%. right? 100%. Coming into money at the right time, too, is kind of a fortunate thing, isn't it? Because you've grown sure. and changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if if you come into too much too soon, you know, it's just, you're not going to... It's gonna a hit ha- single. It's a hit single. It's back to cocaine, you said, it's, right? It's cocaine, <laughs> and you blow it on dumb shit. But I've thought, like, you know, people that are obviously talented, man, it's kind of wild to me. Like, they got to be thinking, like, dude, you know, the most talented artists out there got told no like Coldplay you know Love My Hand like, told mm-hmm. no by a few labels like no I mean, and, and you're thinking here like what the fuck is going on like I'm good at this shit why is this not panning and uh, that's where you want to stay out of the bitterness and just kind of allow the process to sort of you know go because you're gonna get better and when it happens for you it's gonna be sustainable for sure and I, I think that um, a good point I think that um at least in the world I'm in, the kind of cultural relevance world, the people who mean something are the ones who get told no a lot because they're doing something that's challenging what's working. It's if different. you're just going to jump into the same soup bowl, man, it's so fucking boring. But again, respect. People do it. They crush it. 
but you want the dude that gets told no. You know, we used to, like, M, M used to get fucking eggs thrown at him on the Warp Tour. Fucking Eminem, right? Like, so, like, fuck this dude. Who is this dude, right? Like, or Tyler being told he's the fucking weirdo or whatever. Or Mac being told he's frat rap or whatever it may be. Or Brockhampton being a bunch of fucking, you know, weirdo kids or whatever. It's like all this, the, the no's are part of the that's part of you have to have those chapters in the book yeah it's not i love the phrase it's not the chapter it's the book right like focus on the book the chapter is the fucking chapter chapter and make sure your book's fucking interesting it's got to have some fucking bullshit it's got (laughs) to have some you know it's like and many a times that shit chapter is the catalyst for the fucking good one tyler didn't get told no a million that's energy yeah that's energy. Like mm. 50, what 50 you say, like I use you as fuel. It's like, keep telling me no. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm now some people take that and go into a dark place. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking, this ain't going to work. And some people go, all right, motherfucker, sick. It's not going to work. Watch. And you get fucking power from that. It's how, what do you do with that? Right. It's like, it's, what do you do with it? And that has to do with your mental state and whether you are your fucking brain or you can watch your brain. That's beautiful. It's, uh, look at it. Look at that shit. It's like it's charging your battery pack or whatever, right? For That's sure. all it is. For That's sure. all it is. All that is directed at, you know, if you're an artist on the come up, if you're being told no, a lot of times it's because you might be doing something real special and uh, it'll take a minute to incubate. I get asked that a lot. And I was like, I don't listen. I don't fucking know. But my advice would be put out shit that you love and keep putting it out. It's the fucking internet. People when they may not get it one away. One, five kids may get it and five turns to 10, 10 turns to 20. But don't change the art you make mm. because people are saying, I don't like that. Because you know how many records came out that didn't do shit that five. If I'm not mistaken, Dark Side of the Moon took a minute. Okay? I think I heard Ooh, that. Yeah. It was like yeah. kind of like not accepted. It's like that's one of my favorite records of all time. It's like. Tyler Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb came out yeah. and everyone critically panned. Like people didn't like it. Yeah, what what's he down. fucking doing? And then over time, oh, it's my favorite record. It's like you never know. Just Big make Lebowski was that, by the 100%. way. Hundred <laughs> percent. Lots of movies like that. Yes. Lots of movies fucking like that. Wild, bro. And, and, but it, for some reason, it still shocks me when it happens. Even though the sh- we we got a million examples of this. Frank Ocean, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, isn't he? I think he went by Lonnie Bro. Does that sound right? I think is it, he was he going was by Frank. Lonnie. No, he was Frank. He was Frank. He was okay, because yeah. he was signed to a guy named Tricky Stewart, who's uh-huh. like a little more pop oriented. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. And like kind of just a little bit of languishing going on there. I think they were trying to figure it out, but it's like, yo. Still boggles my mind that there was any period of struggle for Frank Ocean because I think he's so brilliant. Does that make sense? Like, again, another example of like, how the fuck did this guy not break through in five minutes, Clancy? Again, uh, because people were trying to figure out how to use him through their system. And that's not how Frank works. Frank, Frank's, I mean, a brilliant songwriter. I mean, like, just talk about... Talk about uh, making you feel like you're in your mother's womb, right? Beautiful. Some songs, like it's like, you, you know, so he has an incredible natural ability. Don't get in the fucking way for, of it. Don't try and figure it out. Don't try to say, this is what you do. Guys like that create, do it, bro. How do, how do you, how can I support what the fuck it is you want to do? 
So that, that that any issues that he would have in that process would have to do with people trying to explain to him how to use them. Yes, exactly. And he doesn't need them. Don't make it about <laughs> you because well, I'll somehow help you. Like the guys like that are generational. Mm. You don't you don't get in the way of what they do. Absolutely, man. Do you remember where you were when you heard like the Channel Orange demos or whatever? Like, because you heard that before it came out. You guys were working. It's like. Was your mind like exploding when you were hearing these demos for the first time? That's one of my favorite albums. So I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. of course, it's it's that, and it's also what he did around that record, like the letter he wrote, yeah, all that stuff. Which at the time, nowadays, it's like you would no one think twice about it. At the time, think of the importance of what he did. I don't want to. Hopefully, this makes sense. Back then, it feels like forever ago because it's changed so quickly. That was as ballsy as it gets. Mm. Period. People need to realize how fucking ballsy that was at that time. We're so immune to it now because it's become kind of in the fabric of society. At that time, that was fucking ballsy. Because it could make or break you. Yeah. Because people were that judgmental. Absolutely. And there had no reference point. And the brilliance of what he did was, and hopefully I say this correct, this is just my humble opinion as a guy from Philly and Arizona, that so much of people's take on gay is based on their own reference points growing up and their own experiences living within, right? So here comes a guy who's so undeniably brilliant. He was already in their living room. The people who were, quote unquote, had a little bit of bias left in them. They were still figuring out or they were homophobic. Mm -hmm. Okay, because back then there was way more of that. Now, there's still a lot of it now. I mean, you can see it in pockets of, you know, (laughs) Trump world or whatever, whatever you want to reference it as whatever. Um, Here's a guy who was sitting in their living room already. They were already listening to it. And it's like then he says now he he says and, and what it did was it made them go, damn. I like this guy. I don't, he doesn't fit the reference points I yeah. had in my brain from this judgment I had of what being gay meant. Right? Yeah. If I live in middle America, whatever it may be, because I have no experience. I'm thinking it's just this, yeah. right? Yeah. Not this guy, yeah. right? Oh, fuck. This guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's fine. <laughs> exactly. He's not yeah. like... And, and I actually think that was fucking massive for the growth of people who were still stuck in their programming. Many people were programmed their whole life to be homophobic because you grow up around homophobic. Yeah, for sure. Right? So like he challenged that and he's sitting in your living room and then he tells you, yeah. but he already in your living room Bro. and you're like, fuck, I like this guy. <laughs> and it changed their fucking perception. And I think, again, my humble opinion, in popular culture, that move is what fucking started the whole thing. It was the, it was not the, and I don't want to take away anything from anyone, but like it had a, it was a catalyst, a, a bro. Power, catalyst, big catalyst. Powerful yeah, moment in yeah. people being like, oh, okay, cool. So in history, I think that was a really important 
thing. And yes, the demos were, he's fucking genius, dude. Like, come on. But like that, that's what I think of when I think of Channel Orange is like that moment. That was fucking brilliant, Clancy. What you just shared, just so well said. That's my like, take on his brilliance. You already bought in, yeah. right? So like so people weren't going to like, this music, buy, ah, I yeah. like theme so fucking cool. It's like, oh, as yeah. if they couldn't be cool, right? Like it's like he just fucked everything up for the people who were in that space still. So it's like, I, I just think I, I can't overstate how important I think that moment was. I'm so happy you shared that, man. You know, let's get have you just for a quick second. You know, my observation is it always takes tragedy to unite us as people. Mm-hmm. Think about 9-11. Think about big school shootings. Think about my right and like the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, how fucking tragic is it that, you know, it takes that to fucking unite us you know outside of those moments it feels like every man for himself am i am, am, for are you sure. with me on some of this right for I, sure it's um i don't know the answer but my my take would be tragedy removes everything that's not all that important it just removes it and what you're left with is what's underneath and what's underneath is we're all fucking the same some different versions of ourselves. It takes away opinion. It takes away everything. It's human to human. It's like life or death. It's like you remove everything for that simple time. And there's something wildly beautiful and poetic about that. And it's beautiful Mm. um, because it's just human to human. It's like there's no, for some reason, it's almost like someone comes in and takes a part of your brain and just removes it for a week. Right. And so like the well judgmental. Said. And then little by little, you start putting the layers of the onion back on. And I'm this and you're that and you're weird and I'm not. And you're, I'm the, I got money. You don't. Black, white, rich, poor, what you political. It is, we slowly put it back on. And before you know it, we have to wait for the next tragedy to fucking, you know, it's sad. Um, but yeah, I, I my, the short, not a short answer. The long answer would be it just removes everything that's not fucking important and all the dumb narrative and stories of this mostly useless thing. <laughs> Back to the organ that's useless, you know, right? It's a wildly incredible instrument, but if it's used for what it needs to be used for. The mind should bend to what we need to get done, but oftentimes it's flipped. Like we bend to the, what the mind wants to get done. A hundred percent. It's like the yeah, ego it's like, and, and, and identity and all that other stuff, which yeah. some of it is necessary. It's like, who's, for who, who's in charge in this office, basically? Like, you go to the office, like, hundred <laughs> percent. Aren't you supposed to be answering the phones? <laughs> I have no illusions that my brain is anything. Fuck. My brain is just the fuck. My brain's a, it's not been my friend for most of my life. So I, 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 I don't like to give it much credit in anything. Intuition, man. That's totally where it's at. Because think about it. Plants and animals, they're all connected to an actual... Like, I always think, like, we think we created the internet, right? And it gives us a bunch of information. Yeah. But the wisdom is in the interconnect... Again, I'm just going to sound like some new agey fucking weird <laughs> shit, but it sounds like common sense to me. Yeah. Because animals and... Pl- when, the, when the sun comes up, the plant bends towards the sun. It gets the fucking shit and it goes back. It, everyone knows what to do intuitively. There's no fucking... The plant's mm-hmm. not going, oh, this bitch over here. Shit like that. Like, there's not, none <laughs> of this shit going, oh, fuck, I need to get my shit right. Whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. They just know what to do. They're a part of the fucking internet, right? And, wow. and, and, and the more you can connect in some way to that, the more free-flowing your intuitive process will be and the less you'll be tied into this fucking mental 
bullshit. You know, 100%. Tragedy helps give us a, a pause from that. You For know what sure. I mean? You mess with Ram Dass, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I watch a lot of Ram Dass in my life and he's, he talks about, he would sit with people who were dying, bro. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's the, he's like, you know, yes, the tragedy is obvious, but he's like, there would be this, the most beautiful, like byproduct of it where he's like, the ego would fall away. And he's yeah. like, I would see like grace and a smile and like the real them like come to the surface. And it's like, just to sort of, you know, back on what you were saying, you know, because you removed the bullshit part of the brain. That's what I'm saying. And you're just left with what's fucking real. It's like, yeah, no, it's beautiful. That's the, I guess my goal in life, if I had like a, what's a goal in life, it's like to get there before you're dying. Right fucking there. Right? Like, we should all aspire to do that before we're gone, bro. Otherwise, you sit there when you're 80 going, <laughs> fuck, I was mad at this dude for that long. You know what I'm saying? Like I, Or I was this for that long. Like, what? What am I doing? How ridiculous am I? Like, it, what the fuck do I know? Is if I'm somehow get to decide what's this and that and that and it's like just it's a crazy and you hear about it all the time let's bring it home with this man i think this would be a cool way to bring it home uh the underdog i feel like i'm, I'm a guy that fucking loves of the course. underdog that's kind of one of the you know motifs behind the podcast if you will is that mm -hmm. and you are very much that guy as well correct a hundred percent because generally speaking the underdog is more apt to see the change and the appreciate that they're not, again, this is not to take away from anyone who's not an underdog. I gotta, <laughs> again, I just like the underdog story. Yeah. Right. Go on. Because maybe I have that fucking narrative in my head. Like just kid from Philly, you went to a bunch of schools. Can be fun. I don't you certainly know, were the right? underdog. Like, you look at Tyler, who's like the weirdo kid, whatever, or, or Mac being independent, being think thought he was this or Brockhampton or Ravina or, or whoever it may be, where it's like people who are trying to, 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 I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I won't go on sports. I waited my whole life for a Super Bowl. The underdog is fuck. The concept of watching someone realize the best parts of my job, without question, this may sound like some bullshit, but it's a thousand percent true, is when you're watching an artist, let's say it's Tyler headlining at his fucking festival, mm -hmm. right? And you're standing on the stage or in front of however the fuck you are, and you're watching him. And you know he kind of realizes, I'm changing my life and my family's life and I'm other people's lives. Like I'm that, that watching in their eyes the realization that they are hearing every no they've heard in their life as they stand on that stage and go, you were wrong. They're hearing all that stuff, not literally, but it's in them, right? And it's like the satisfaction of like, I did this. Because the underdog's not getting given anything. Because the underdog's being told no. The underdog doesn't have the shot. So the underdog has to work really hard to stay focused on the track and believe in themselves. And when they get there, the look on their face is worth all of it. Mm. Because they did it. Like, And you could see it in the eyes. Because when they go home and they look in the fucking mirror and they really look in their own eyes, they're like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that. I came out of that. That's beautiful, man. It's incredible. That's As you said that, bro, I got the image of, you know, seeing Shawshank Redemption. Of course. It's the crawling through the tunnel of, of shit. Of course. To Andy Dufresne yourself on the other side, bro. 100%. 100%. 
for sure. That's great. That's an incredible movie. Well, yo, you dropped so many gems here. I'm just grateful that you stopped by and, you know, chose to do this, man. I think that's dope. It's all good, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you. And uh, you're pretty good at your job. Give yourself some credit. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Because some people are are not the best conversationalists, but you you did really well. Because I've worked hard to get to this point, bro. That's good. You know what I mean? That's good. But I I appreciate you. Um, People can find you on Instagram. You're not very active. Uh, You're about one post a month if they want, right? If I'm being (laughs) super aggressive. I'm actually, yeah, I I don't know where they can find me. I like not, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I got nothing to promote about myself. Just Google Google Christian Clancy if you want to follow him on the gram, but it's kind of a waste of time. Just keep it all the way real because. (laughs) Once a year at best. That's that's my new, like, that's where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah, he's hiking. He's appreciating life. He doesn't got time for this social media business. No, I'm not judging. I'm I'm not comfortable there. Hey, man, you're a wealth of gems, and, you know, we'll get them out one way or another and keep you posted on how this does, man. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, please stay connected.